Welcome to Coffee with Kim. I'm Kim Kelp, and every week you and I sit down with fascinating, smart, and talented leaders, CEOs, and founders so that we can copy their homework. If someone knows how to do something really well, I want to know what it is and exactly how they're doing it. Get ready for aha moments, gems of wisdom, and little known tips and tricks that we can steal and use in our own lives. If you want to join these conversations and ask these experts your own questions, no point in just me having all the fun. Join us on Wednesdays at 1 p.m. Eastern live over on LinkedIn. Hey, everybody. Happy Wednesday from wherever you are joining in the world. I know we have a lot of people coming from, looks like Malmo, one of my favorite places in Sweden, India, Nigeria, Michigan, Texas, West Palm Beach, Florida. Woo, my hometown. So excited you're here. If you haven't already, don't be shy. Say hi in the chat. Where are you coming in from? Maybe what's in your cuff. Let us know who you are and what you are doing here. Welcome. We we get together like this every single week. That's right. Every single Wednesday at 1 p.m. Eastern, we gather right here. Sometimes it's mini workshops like we're doing today, and sometimes it's really exciting talks with interesting CEOs, founders, executives. I don't want to brag, but we have a pretty fun time over here and we are learning a lot together, which is the whole point. We are stealing secrets from people that are way more successful than us and we are applying them to our everyday life. So I am really excited you're here. If you haven't already, hit the little follow button on LinkedIn or we're going to drop a link in here. Follow me because we take notes for you. That's right. I know we are kind of like the brown nosers of the class. Uh, we take notes for you so that you don't have to take notes and we will deliver all these notes back to you. That'll kind of summarize everything that we are doing here today. But I would love for you to keep joining every single Wednesday because we got to have kind of got a good thing going. So if you're new here, would love to see you back. So I'm so excited to see so many Heather and Jose and Deandra. Oh my God, we just with, with such a great group going. So I'm really excited. If you are new here, this is an interactive conversation. What does that mean? I know sometimes the word workshop or training like throws people off. They think it's just going to be me talking at you for all about this subject. Mm -mm -mm, folks, if that's what you were thinking, you're in the wrong place because this is interactive. You are here with me. I mean, you're not with me, but you're with me. You know what I mean? So if you have questions, if you have comments, if you have something like that didn't make sense, or I have a follow-up thing, that's what the chat's for. And I like to, I like to kind of go in real time as if we're all in the same cozy coffee shop together. So if you have thoughts, let me know, but I'm really excited about today's topic, which is resumes. Really excited to dig into that. And I just, before we start, I'm, I'm kind of the type of girl where I love to know what the heck is going on. I need an agenda. Like that's just how my brain works. So if you are like me and you need an agenda, I got you. Here we go. We already did number one, which is meet Kim. So boom, we already did that. Then we are going to cover are resumes relevant? We're going to talk about two of the biggest resume red flags that you can have. We are going to talk about your digital footprint and what that means to potential jobs or recruiters. My favorite, the one key resume must have that you must, 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 must have this. And then summing it all up with some hot tips and tricks in a resume review. And I put more questions just in case you thought, I didn't get a chance to ask my questions. There's always times for questions. Um, Vichin, yes, there'll be more workshops in the future. We do workshops once a month. And we also did two other workshops. We will drop that in the chat. And by we, I mean Shelby, uh, my wizard who is helping me with this. She will dig those links up or maybe Jeff will because Jeff is good with links. We will drop those in the chat. The other two workshops, one was a LinkedIn training. Pretty good if I do say myself myself. And the other one was all about mentors. So. We will drop those in the chat as well. Um, but also if you sign up for our email list, 
we'll let you in on anything that you miss. So this is going to be our agenda. Don't forget, again, ask questions, hit the follow button on LinkedIn. I can't control the algorithm. People are like, I didn't see your stuff. Why didn't I get the notes? Guys, I wish I could control the algorithm. It would be my most lovely magical power. Unfortunately, I haven't figured out how to do that yet. So the only way that I can guarantee that I can get you stuff is if you follow me. I don't make the rules around here, the LinkedIn gods and the Facebook gods do. So that is the only way to do it. And of course you can take notes, but also we will take notes as well for you too. So this is what we were getting into today and it's going to be all about resumes. So my, my first question for everybody is when was the last time that you updated your resume? I know. When was the last time you updated your resume? It, it might have been a little bit ago. You know what I mean? It might have been not so recently. So if you could let me know in the chat, when's the last time you updated your resume? What did you update about it? So just pop in the chat. I'm curious. Was it six months ago? Was it six weeks ago? Uh, yesterday? Oh my gosh. Just today, Javier, you are, you might win with today. Um, a lot of yesterdays. Oh my God. Many todays. Terry last week. Okay. This is an impressive group. I, I'm not going to lie. I've done this question before and people are like six months to a year. So I don't, could we got, we got a lot of a couple of weeks ago. So, okay. We got, we got an A plus group with us here today, which makes it all more exciting. So a oh, long back, see the last job I applied for Darla, you are not alone. There are so many people who don't start thinking about their resume until they need to. They don't start thinking about their resume until they are thinking about switching jobs. But that is what we are going to change here today, because just like people think about working out or doing the dishes or doing the laundry, that's how we want to start thinking about our resume. I know kind of weird for a resume to be in the laundry and dishwashing category, but that is what I'm talking about. You do laundry once a week. I want you looking at that resume or at least thinking about it, thinking about what you could add to it on a more regular basis, maybe not weekly, but you know what I mean, more often. So I'm excited to see a little bit more about when people are really digging into those resumes because it is super important to dig into those. So, okay, we understand when the last time we dug into the resume, but when you do dig into that resume, what are we dealing with? What are things that we should keep in mind as we are digging into that resume, because you can dig in, but if you're not being strategic, then it doesn't really make much sense. So when we are digging into that resume, what are we looking for? We are always looking for the three R's, the three R's of a resume. We want our content to be relevant. What is relevant content that we can be adding to our resume? what is real experience and what we are doing in real time. So relevant, real experience and real time. What do I mean by these things? When I'm talking about relevant, when you're thinking about whatever job or opportunity or award or honor that you are applying for, you need to tailor your resume and whoever it's going into for what is relevant to that position. I'm gonna give you an example. We all have very diverse paths and history. You might've had a babysitting job in college, then you worked in marketing for a little bit, then maybe you popped over to sales, and now you wanna go back to marketing, or maybe you wanna get another job in sales. You need to look at whatever job you are applying for and think about what relevant experience have I had in my past that I can highlight, that I can play up a little bit more that will make my resume sparkle and sing for this exact opportunity because there are different opportunities and not everything in our past applies to that opportunity. If it's a sales job, you, wanna, you might want to play up or add more bullets points to your sales role. And you might want to play down a little bit the previous marketing roles that you had because they're not really relevant. 
So play up whatever is relevant for this new position or award or honor or volunteer experience that you want to have. Tyler, this is a great way to think about it. Having multiple resumes, you don't necessarily have to make them all separate files, but just being strategic, if that makes any sense. Everybody has, let's look at different groups of friends, and we all have different sides of our personality. With one group of friends, you might be able to talk all about Harry Potter my personal favorite, because they love talking about Harry Potter. But with another group of friends, you might want to talk all about the Olympics and what's going on with the Olympic Games. So again, just having maybe different resumes for really showing off different sides of your personality to make sure that the position that you are applying for stays relevant. So we want to make sure that we're staying relevant for what we're doing. So once we're relevant, we want to talk about real experience. So that is boots on the ground, something that you have actually done, that you actually did yourself. And what I mean by this is a lot of times we talk about things that we've done in the past at work, which is great. That's amazing. But there might be things that we did as a team and where people start to get into some creepy situations is when they say things like, well, I worked on this overall program when in reality you were a part of the overall program, but you didn't necessarily do every part of it. You want to talk about the real experience, like what you yourself actually worked on, because I have heard horror stories of people getting into positions where the employer thought that they were capable of doing things based on their resume and what they talked about, but what they actually worked on as part of those programs was much smaller. So you want to make sure you're actually talking about real experiences that you have had, that you have done. You definitely don't want it to be something where it was part of a larger group, but that you didn't necessarily do it. I would say, so you really want to stay in the real time experience. So Chris, great question. Do they care about gaps between relevant jobs? I would say absolutely not lead with relevant because at the same time, people want to know that you're excited about the opportunity. You're excited to dig in and do the work. And if you can show, hey, I might have had this other job, but the same skill set applies. And I can apply those skill sets, even though they might be in a different field, to exactly what you're looking for. People want to see that you're eager. People want to see that you've gotten your hands dirty a little bit. You've done the work and you're excited to do it again. So I think don't worry about gaps. Don't worry about something. Just include relevant information in there. So we have relevant information. It's stuff that we've had real experience with. And then last but not least, real time. So going back to that, that little hint that I was saying, how often are you looking at your resume? We want to be updating our resume in real time. What does that mean? That means last week you took on a volunteer position at Habitat for Humanity. I want your next thought to be, I have to update my resume. I just started a new volunteer position at Habitat for Humanity. Or maybe you win an award at work. You celebrate the award, you eat the cake, you pop the champagne. Maybe a week or two later, I want you to think, I just got this award. I have to add it to my resume. We want to be updating our resume in real time. This is a living document. It's not a set it and forget it. Do you know what I mean? So again, going back to the analogy of the laundry, going back to the analogy of the dishwashing, you can't just pile up laundry, I guess you could, and not do it every three months or not do it every six months. You got to do laundry every week. So as you're doing new things at work, maybe you take on a new project. Maybe you take on a new responsibility, a new volunteer, a new award. Not immediately after. I'm saying you have to wake up the next morning and open up your resume. But I'm saying within a week, within two weeks, just so you get in the habit that as things are happening in real time, you're going in there and you're updating that resume. Absolutely, Betsy. I definitely think that things like volunteer work, things like charity boards you might sit on, um, things like experience that you might have should absolutely be going on a resume. Again, 
relevant. We want to show that the work that you are doing is relevant to the position. It doesn't have to necessarily be a paid full-time job opportunity. In fact, I'll tell you a story about a client that I was working with. She had a full-time job. She was working at the full-time job, but on the side, she started a side hustle. She started an Etsy store. And in this Etsy store, she was learning all about how to take credit card payments, SEO, advertising. So while that wasn't her full-time job, she was getting a lot of real-time experience in SEO and advertising. Long story short, when she went to apply to her next job, which was more advertising focused, she didn't so much focus on the full-time job that she had previously, but she said, hey, I kind of did this side hustle and I was in the weeds every day thinking about SEO and advertising. So Betsy, absolutely. If there's a side hustle, if there's volunteer work, if there's something that you've been doing that is relevant to the position that you want, absolutely add it to a resume. I think that would be a fantastic thing for people to see. So we want to make sure that we're adding in real time, we're adding relevant stuff, and we're adding real experience. I know it can be hard to think about customizing a resume every single time, but again, you maybe you're not doing this for every single job opportunity. In fact, somebody in the in the chat um, to this event said they had applied to, or no, I'm sorry, they had commented on a post I did yesterday, and they said they applied to 600 jobs in the last couple months. Obviously, you can not make 600 unique resumes. I would never tell you to do that. That to me is a little much. So in this case, maybe you do have one kind of home base resume that if you were applying to 600 jobs, you could do that. But let's say a friend of a friend introduced you to an opportunity that was an intro. It was a warm lead. It was somewhere that you knew really well, or maybe your cousin works there, or again, a friend of a friend. It's a unique experience that you think, okay, this is not a apply to a portal and I'm going to apply 600 times. This is a unique, a hu- this is going to a human. Uh, I know that human, or I know somebody that knows that human. That might be the opportunity to really curate a, a more special resume that really reflects the relevance of that job. So amazing point, definitely one to take. I would never say that you have to make 600 resumes holy moly, that would take forever. So again, maybe just have like a home base one and maybe use one of these other ones for for special occasions. So we have our three R's. We're making sure that we're finding all of these things are relevant in our resume every single time. Now that we have our resume in real time, we have to talk about resume red flags. Those (laughs) those red flags that I've seen them on resumes. I've talked to other entrepreneurs when they're hiring people or HR staff that when they see these things on resumes, it is a huge red flag. It is glaring. They cannot escape it. It is just something that they are seeing time and time again as a big no-no. So if you have these in your resume, holy moly, we got to talk about it. And those two resume red flags are dates not matching and your email address. What do I mean by that? Let's talk about dates not matching. There are sometimes on a resume where you put dates, maybe you work somewhere from one time to another, maybe you took up a volunteer experience at a certain time, Those things are now with the power of the internet, with the power of these these crazy things, my phone, they're really easy to figure out. And so it's as simple as looking at a resume, going online and looking at someone's LinkedIn profile and saying, wait a second, these don't match. They're saying they finished this job in March, but LinkedIn is saying they finished this job in February. So did they finish it in March? or did they finish it in February? What you're immediately doing is showing people, hold on a second, either this person is disorganized, they don't know when they left jobs, they don't have the patience to make sure these things match, or, which is even worse, they're lying. 
which is something we absolutely do not want. So make sure that in the power of the internet, in the Google ability of everything, whether it's your LinkedIn profile, or maybe it's a website that says you stopped volunteering somewhere at a certain date, make sure that those match on your resume so that you don't have that, that conflict of dates and times. Some people say you shouldn't put dates. So maybe you don't want to put exact dates. Another thing that I've seen, this is a great point, Abraham. I've seen people put things like, well, I left this volunteer experience in the fall of 2020. The fall. The fall could be August. The fall could be September. The fall could be October. So that's something that, again, it's kind of no right and wrong answer. There's not a very, well, this is right and this is wrong. It's about how you present it. So someone might say, well, fall, you know, when did you leave Habitat for Humanity? You know, what does that mean? And you might be able to say, well, you know, I put in my formal leave and I gave them two weeks notice, but then I ended up helping them a bit after I left. So it really wasn't an exact month. It kind of trailed into the next month. So again, it's about how you explain it. If you're not going to put a specific month, a specific date, that's fine. But really, how are you crafting that story? And again, making sure, making sure that that story is crafted all the way through. So it can be verified on LinkedIn. Just making sure, I sound like a law and order episode, but you want to make sure that you got your story straight. You got your story straight and you're sticking to it. So make sure that your story is something where it's going to be easily able to check out. Absolutely. And then Sandy makes a great point. No typos. That is something that will immediately get a red flag. So things like typos, things like dates not matching up. These are easy to use a basketball analogy. These are easy layups. So great point, Santi. Great things that we can think about that are easy off checklist that we should absolutely be checking. So the next thing that we're going to want to talk about, again, is email address. What does that mean when we say that a red flag can be an email address? Well, listen up everybody, because this is going to be a fun story. I had a friend who shall remain nameless, who works for a rather large company in the marketing department. She was looking to bring a marketing coordinator on her team. She was really excited and she had gotten a warm intro of a friend of a friend who was going to apply for the position. And she thought, oh, this is perfect. This is a marketing person. We're going to need them for social media. We're going to need them for decks, for a blog, for all this sort of stuff. And when she got the resume, she got it. And the person's email, I know, don't hate me for saying this. The person's email was a hotmail email. And I don't know about you, but hotmail to me screams fax machines in 1995. So this person who is looking for someone in the marketing department, somebody cutting edge, somebody who knows about social media, that hotmail was sort of a red flag. It was like, okay, well, maybe this person doesn't know as much about marketing as I thought. And it was almost like she was judging that person before that person even got in the room. So guys, it is free. It is easy to get a Gmail address. It's not hard. You can even claim your own URL. So it can be Kim at KimCalp.com. It can be Jeff at JeffreyWalsh.com. It can be Bella at BellaPatel.com. It can, you can even create one of those really easily if you don't want to get a Gmail. But I would say get a Gmail that is not something from 1995. So I hate to say this, it pains me, but if you could retire the Hotmail, if you could retire the AOL, if you could retire the Outlook, I know there's an email God that's cursing me somewhere, um, but just make sure that you're staying on top of things. Again, it just gives a clean professional look and it just takes away one of those immediate red flags, one of those immediate sort of mm, things are a little fishy here. Thomas makes an amazing point here. When you're getting rid of that Yahoo, when you're saying goodbye to Hotmail, also say goodbye to any questionable names like gamer big boy at yahoo.com a holy moly thomas great point that is something that has to go bye-bye so please have it be your name jessica edu emails 
brilliant. Those are great. So if you had Jessica at harvard.edu, great. That's another great one to use. EDU ones are awesome. Um, I know this is the time. We can, we can have a formal goodbye to the Hotmail. We can put it in its grave, RIP. You can keep the Hotmail for like newsletters. That's what I do. Kind of have, when they ask you for checkout and you have to put in an email address, you can kind of have it as like a, a junk but uh, not for anything super professional, not anything that's going on a resume, not anything that's going on a job application. So um, exactly, Outlook, great idea, interface than Gmail. Again, just something that something that's not big boy at Hotmail. That was such, that was such a great point. I would just say, what about references that use these emails? Again, you can't control other people. It is what it is, Tyler. You just try to make the best of it and move on. We can only control what we can control. We can only control our own account. So I would say, don't worry about it. Just worry about your account. And if everyone could get rid of their, as Thomas said, big, big, big gamer boy at yahoo.com, that would be super great. So those are our two big red flags. But how do we think about resumes in 2022? How do we forward think about resumes? Well, there are some new kids at school. There are some new kids around the block whose resumes are really going digital. So this is something we have got to talk about. There are new resumes and those resumes are two big ones. The new resumes are Google, and the other new resume is LinkedIn. What do I mean about by that? When I say a new resume is Google and a new resume is LinkedIn, what I mean by that is people these days can't help themselves. You do this, I do this, Ellen does this, me can we all do this, which is we hear about somebody Maybe it's a friend of a friend, maybe a resume passes by our desk. And before we even look at the resume, before we even read the email from our friend, maybe talking about this person or what they're good at or what they're bad at, what do we do? We whip out these crazy things, we whip out our phone, and we immediately Google the person. Immediately, immediately Googling the person. And for most people, most people don't realize this, your LinkedIn account is the number one thing that will come up from your name. The no Google smart, Google don't play. Google knows you and your LinkedIn is one of the first things that come up. Why? Most people don't realize this. LinkedIn is crawled by Google. What that means is Google puts out its little feelers and crawls all of these LinkedIn profiles and finds you. It finds Giacomo, it finds Kim, it finds Oscar, it finds Jamie, it finds you. LinkedIn is the oldest social media platform. There's a fun fact for your next dinner party. It is 18 years old. It's ready for college. It's ready to party hardy at college because it is 18 years old. So it has been crawled by Google for 18 years. That's a lot of years. So I always have somebody in the group. Let's see, let's see if I have one today. I'm sure I will. I always have someone that says, but Kim, my LinkedIn doesn't come up because I have a very generic name. You know, my name is Adam Schwartz. There's a million Adam Schwartz. How would they know? Here's a fun test and it works every time. If I know your name and one piece of information about you, Adam Schwartz, New York, Adam Schwartz, Austin, Adam Schwartz, T public, maybe you know the place that they worked. Google, guys, Google's smarter than all of us. Google will find, Google's like Nancy Drew or Carmen San Diego on crack. It finds you and it pulls you up and it is the number one search result. So really when we think about the power of Google, the power of LinkedIn, these are new resumes as we go into 2022, as we go beyond your digital footprint is your resume. So yes, you have your PDF. Of course you do. Of course you can upload that to the system. But at the end of the day, people are going to Google you. And if they don't Google you at first, okay, let's say you put your resume in the portal. So you put your PDF in the portal and let's say they're going to call back 
30 people for the senior marketing position. They're going to look at their list of 30 people. And again, what do you think they're going to do with those 30 people? They're going to Google you. I know we're right back to where we started. They're going to Google you. They're going to go on your LinkedIn and they're going to see, hmm, what, what do we got going on there? So when we talk about resumes, I can't not talk about those two things because they're, they're inner tied. They're interwoven. And just like we're not going back to the days of just fax machines, we have cell phones, we have 5G now, we're not going to go back only to the days of resumes as PDFs. We're not going back there. I hope not. We're not going back to just fax machines. We are moving forward. Here we go. Did I tell you? Did I? Would I lie to you? I wouldn't. I'm telling you guys, Google, they know things. They're listening to us right now. Okay. I'm not lying. This happens. So I can't just talk about resumes without talking about the digital bridge. We got to talk. I know you might not want to talk about it. I know you might be sad about that, but Kim, I don't want to deal with my LinkedIn. I don't want to deal with my digital for, I know. I'm sorry. I don't want you to deal with it either, but we got to. It's kind of like cleaning out your garage. It's annoying. I hate cleaning out the garage. It's terrible, but we got to do it. So we got to talk about it. So those two things, <laughs> yes, these are the, these are the gold nuggets. That's why we say come back every Wednesday at 1 PM Eastern. We are here doing this. We are learning. We are having conversations in the chat. We're helping each other. So again, if you have a question, if there's something you're curious about, drop it in here. I know LinkedIn is like everyone's nightmare. I got you. Shelby and I are going to drop a link in there with a little handy date. It'll probably take you 30, 40 minutes to fill out. That will help supercharge your LinkedIn. And again, join the email address because as I think of things that can help you guys, I'm always shooting out things. This is what it looks like. This is not clickable or else we haven't found a way for it to be clickable. So you have to click it in the chat. If you click the screen, I don't actually know what happens, but it doesn't take you to this. So you got to click it in the chat. Um, but this is what you're, you're going to want to be looking for. And again, I just, I feel the need to say that because if I just did a whole workshop on resumes, it wouldn't serve you. It wouldn't serve you because it's only half the story. We've got to talk about the digitization and where we're going with phones. Yes, inspiration. That is the biggest compliment. That is what we were hoping for every single week that we are inspiring you to build. So now that we've talked about, you know, what's going on with these two resume red flags, why your digital footprint matters. It just does. I know you don't want it to, but like it really does. We really want to talk about resumes and what they're good for. So again, going back to some of those examples that we used where maybe, you know, you're sending 600 resumes out, you're just uploading them to a portal or maybe it's a friend of a friend passing on your resume to the place where he or she works because they think you'd be a great fit for something. I sort I lost it in the chat. So if you could, if you were the one that said this, please put it back so we can put it on screen. But you asked something around, well, how does it work if I'm uploading so many resumes? I'm uploading so many resumes to put in all of these different things. And you know, does that matter in terms of getting a job? Well, let's think about the why do we even have a resume? Why does a resume exist? Well, a resume exists because we want something. We either want a job, maybe we want an opportunity, maybe we want an award, maybe we want an honor, maybe, maybe we want a seat at the table. You are submitting your resume because you want something from somebody else. So let's think about the other person, the whole walk a mile in their shoes. Let's get in their mind. Okay. Cause they also want something too. They're wanting, they're wanting to fill a position, a position that you are applying for. So I would say to that, as we think about this, the analogy that I always give people, and hopefully this will help you tell me if it does 
The analogy that I always give people is we have to think about black pants. We got to talk about black pants because there is something that I call the black pants effect. And let me explain that to you. What is what, what am I talking about when I say the black pants effect, when we're talking about resumes and we're talking about applying for a job? What does that mean? Let's think about finding a pair of black pants, okay? You have a function coming up, you need a pair of black pants. So you think, okay, I need to find these black pants. You can go into Google, black pants. What is going to come up is a deluge of information all about black pants. It's going to be websites that are selling black pants. It's going to be department stores that are selling black pants. And again, because the power of Google, <laughs> even if hours later you go on your Instagram and your Facebook, what do you think those ads are going to serve? Black pants. Yeah. You know, I'm right. The black pants, the black pants. It's, it's like you opened up a fire hydrant and now everybody's serving you black pants. That's overwhelming. Why? Because there are so many places you could buy the black pants. You could go drive your car to the store. You could try them on on person. You could try to find some online. There are hundreds of thousands of areas where you could get black pants and now you're being inundated. And when that happens, it can almost turn into an analysis paralysis. You have so many black pants coming at you. You're like, I can't even make a decision because there's just so much. Recruiters, job positions, opportunities, it's the same thing. They might put up a job description on Indeed, LinkedIn, monster.com, their own website. And what happens? Hundreds of people are rushing in and you're going, oh my God, look at all the people that have applied to this position. Holy moly. It's okay. It's, it's the black pants effect. So now you're still looking for those black pants. You got to find the black pants. How are you going to find it? You need it for the party. What are you going to do with the black pants? And two situations can happen. The one I just described, which is your feed or your friend. So let's say your friend hears about Kim needs a pair of black pants. She needs a pair of black pants for the party. Kim, I have a pair of black pants that I love. Your friend is like, these black pants are the best black pants that I've ever owned. You're like, oh my God, what are these magical black pants? And your friend goes, here's option A. Here's the website. The pants are amazing. I just found them the other day. They're so great. And here's another one, kind of my tried and true. This is another place that I buy black pants. So your friend gives you two options and says, use one of these to buy the black pants. Which situation do you think is more overwhelming? Is it more overwhelming to have hundreds and hundreds of options in a feed? Or do you think it's more overwhelming to have a friend offer you two options? So actually throw it in the chat. Which would you rather? Would you rather have a bunch of options coming to you in your feed? Or would you rather have a curated set of options coming from your friend? Friend or feed? Throw it in the chat. I'm super curious about what your thoughts would be in this situation, in this black pants example. Feed or friend? What do you got? Amanda, feed. Interesting. Salvia, friend. Another friend, Angela, friend, amazing. Amanda, friend, Deborah, feed. Okay, we're all showing what options we think are different. Tracy, friend, um, Linda, recommended options. Exactly, why? Because we trust recommendations. We trust recommendations from friends. We trust recommendations from family. We trust recommendations from colleagues. We trust recommendations because someone else has done the work. Someone else has researched all the black pants options and they're bringing somebody to you. So when we think about resumes, we also have to think about 
how can we get our resume handed to someone? So how do we make sure that our resume is not just part of the feed? It's not part of the 600 people that are applying for this one job, but there's someone at the company or there's someone we've reached out to on LinkedIn. There, there is a human being that is handing your resume, your information over to that decision maker. That is a situation that we really need to focus on, that if you can work hard at making that happen, that is going to be something that you really, it's going to help you stand out. It's going to help you stand out. And it's going to be something that you can really think about, how do I make this as easy as possible on this decision maker? So when we put ourselves in that decision maker mindset, how do we make it as easy as possible on them? And when we're in that decision maker mindset and we're thinking about what's going to make life easier for them, we have to keep going with that. How do we reach out to people on LinkedIn, Jonathan? It's super easy. If you apply to a job at Coca-Cola, if you do apply a job at Bank of America or any of these organizations, you can look up that exact company on LinkedIn. You can even look up that exact department on LinkedIn. You can find somebody that works in that department. You can reach out to them and say, hi, I'm Jonathan. I'm interested in this position you have opening. I'm curious to hear what you think of working at Pepsi. Is it a great place to work? Is it not a great place to work? Again, humanizing yourself to somebody on that team that if they get to know you a little bit better or if they respond and reach out, they might be able to put a little bit of that human touch on your resume or just think about you more as not just a number in the feed. You are Jonathan, you have a name, you have a face and humanizing your resume in a more unique way. And so... Someone here has asked about this three times now. What is your take on video usage for resume or job hunt? If that works, great. I'm in the mindset that, again, you have to look at what's going to work. A great example is TikTok. A lot of people have talked about getting jobs at TikTok by making TikToks. Or a lot of people have talked about how did you get that social media position at Bank of America? Well, I made a social media example for Bank of America and I posted it. So again, if you feel like video or interactive media, I know this works well for creative artists and art designers. If you really want to work at a job at a creative firm and you make up a portfolio or you make up an example to show that person and say, hey, I know you guys didn't ask for this, but I proactively made it just to show you my skill set. Great. Absolutely. If you think that that can give you a leg up, if you think that can put you at the front of the line, if you think that can get their attention or get their foot in the door, absolutely do it. It can't hurt, right? It can't hurt. So if you think that's something that's going to keep you a step ahead, absolutely do it. Should they be second or can they be third contents on LinkedIn? Again, as long as you approach it as a human and not a robot, preferably second, even better if you could get somebody else to introduce you to that person, that would be like the gold star. But if you can't, maybe just reach out and say, hey, I stumbled upon your profile. I saw that we have a few friends in common, if they're a third connection, let's say. Uh, I saw that you work at Pepsi. I actually just applied for a job there. I'm super curious. Do you like working at Pepsi? Do you think it's a fun environment? Do you think that it's a great place to work? Again, humanizing it and really asking a lot of you language. What do you think? And not a lot of I language. I applied for a job. I'm looking for a position. I saw that there was an opening. We want to have less I language and more you language when we're reaching out to someone. So I saw you work at Pepsi. I'd love to know what you think of the organization. I would love to know if your experience on the marketing team was something that was really great because I'm thinking about applying for a job or because I just applied for a job. So again, as long as you're leading with a lot of you language, Jonathan, I think that that's a great way to go. Hopefully that helps answer the question a little bit more. Um, exactly. Power words, created, increased, resolved, started, founded. Jeff, these are amazing. Everybody take note. Um, you really want to have these power words and be using these power words as much as humanly possible. So 
again, when we're thinking about those resumes, when we're thinking about what's going to be great for other people, we really have to think about how do we make this as easy as possible? So your resume gets in the hands of who it needs to get into. You want to assume that everyone is lazy and that their eyeballs hurt. Again, if you're multitasking, come back to me because this is one of the most important points. Assume everyone is lazy and that their eyeballs hurt. What do I mean by that? And this is going to really lead us in. If you hear nothing else, hear this because this is a resume must have. If you do not have this in your resume, you are going to be in trouble. So number one, you have to assume everybody is lazy. And another thing that you must, 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 must think about is how is your resume a one-stop shop? If any, one-stop shop, I'm going to get everything in this one place. So if anybody has heard of 7-Eleven, 7-Eleven, one-stop shop, you can get food, you can get medicine, you can get snacks, you can get drinks, you can get scratch-off lotto tickets, you can get all sorts of stuff at 7-Eleven. Why? Because it's a one-stop shop. Think about your resume as your survival pack. Everything needs to be in the survival pack. What do I mean by that? I mean, do not make people search multiple things, multiple areas for your information. Don't do it. Assume people are lazy. Assume people are not going to go look in your email. What was their phone number? Oh, wait, what was their email address? Oh, I know she sent me a link to her creative portfolio, but then where is it? Was it three emails ago? Was it four? No. Everything needs to be included in this resume. Your telephone number, how to contact you, how to follow up with references. If you don't want to list reference names, put your email address and say, email me and I'll personally send you the references. If you, have, if you work in any sort of art or marketing and creative and you have an online portfolio of maybe billboards you've designed or events you've worked on, have your resume be clickable. Have your resume, have hyperlinks in your resume that people can click on from a PDF. Everything needs to be in one place. Everything needs to be in one spot so that people don't have to go to 17 different places to find your information. It needs to be a one-stop shop. You need to be the 7-Eleven of resumes. Okay. Can I share some, a sample resume for a data engineer? I can show you my resume. I, would that be helpful? I don't know. DM me if that's helpful. I'm happy to show you my resume. And also, we're going to be working on resumes more in a fall course I'm doing. So if this is of interest, if this is something that's exciting to you, we will drop a link in the chat. But I'm doing a whole hand-selected program about building career capital, part of which talks about a resume. So Shelby will drop a link in the chat that's talking about career capital, that's talking a little bit about the program, but this is the work we do in the program, how to craft your resume, what it should be looking like, what points are in there. Um, Jamie has a great point. The shorter, the better. We're really focusing on how to do this. Obviously, this is a, a mini workshop. I wish I could dig into everything in an hour, but it's just too juicy and good. We can't fit it in all to one session. So this gives you a little taste, the appetizer, if you will, but the entree, my friend, that is going to be in the fall program, which we will include a link about, but that's where we're really going to get a, get into the heart of things. Um, what if your manager doesn't know you're searching for a job? This comes up so often in the team of the new job request a reference. There can be other references for you at your place of work. So maybe it's not your boss. Maybe it's a coworker. Maybe it's a client. Maybe it's a vendor you work with. Maybe it's a lead at a different department that knows you. Expand a little bit. Get creative. If it's not your exact manager, think, go deeper. Go deeper. Is there somebody else at that organization that knows you? Is there somebody else that can say she does show up on time every day? She does complete her work. She does do a job. She did win that award. Again, who is that besides your boss? And if you don't have that person, 
red flashers. If you don't have that other person at work, this is your sign to go get that person. Go make friends with somebody in a different department. Get closer to your coworker. Talk more to your assistant manager who might not be your direct boss, but, but maybe is more of a peer. Find other humans at your job that can speak to the work that you do that is not your boss because this will come up for you. This exact situation, you will need a reference and you can't use your boss. So again, make your resume a one-stop shop, make everything in one place. This is the number one thing I always get pushed back on. But Kim, talking about myself is hard. I hate my resume. I hate talking about myself. I hate talking about the things that I do at work. I don't want to do it. I don't like it. Well, my friends, I am sorry. We have to talk about ourselves, especially on a resume. There's no getting around it. You got to talk about yourself. I know you don't like it. Here, here are my key tips. I know you don't like talking about yourself. Number one, download the LinkedIn worksheet. That's going to be helpful. Number one, we'll drop it in the chat again. That is going to help you. But here's most important. You are not alone. You are not alone in not liking to talk about yourself. So not only are you not alone, find someone else to help you talk about you. Again, if you're multitasking, come back to me because this is really important. Find someone else to help you talk about you. Could be a friend, could be a family member, could be a coworker. You need another human being to help you talk about you. That will help you. Can you look over this resume? I'm thinking about adding this bullet point. What, about, what do you think about these changes on LinkedIn? Can you help me out with that? Again, that's why this course that I'm doing in the fall, it's gonna have 40 hand-selected leaders, entrepreneurs, executives, everybody who's here right now. You, you, we're getting 40 amazing humans to help each other with this, to, to do this work. So I would say get another human to help you think about this work in a meaningful way. Cause it's, it is really hard. I get it. It's hard to talk about yourself. No one said it was easy. It's like burpees with working out. I hate doing burpees. I hate doing, actually I hate doing pushups. When someone makes me do a pushup, I'm instantly unhappy. I hate doing the pushups. They're really hard, but I got to do the pushups. It's kind of like, I know you got to have, you got to have somebody else help you talk about yourself. So again, I'm here to help you. You can keep learning from me. There's two ways to keep learning from me. Live learning, which is what I'm talking about that's launching in the fall, or two, what I call leisure learning. So I have courses on LinkedIn that can help, not so much with this subject, but more about kind of self-starting and entrepreneurship. So those might be good avenues for you to think about. But again, happy to keep helping wherever, wherever I can help. But I would say, do not do it alone. If you think you're going to go at it alone, do not. Don't do it alone. Find somebody in your life and put out the ask. Say, I'm looking at my resume. I'm redoing my LinkedIn. Can you help me? If you don't ask, you can't receive. So put out an ask. Think about who else is doing this that they can help you with. And I know you, you can't click the link. I know you can't click, click the link in the video. I know it doesn't work. You have to click the link in the chat. So here, let me, let me, am I doing it right, Shelby? Am I pointing? Nope. I pointed the wrong way. You have to click the link in the chat. I'm going to Vanna wipe this in the chat box. There will be a link that is clickable for you. Okay. That was my little song and dance for the clickable link. So you can find the clickable link in the chat box. I can't get it to click on the screen. If someone can get it to click on the screen, let me know because Shelby and I have not figured it out. So put out the ask, see who can help you, see who that person is in your life. Again, friend, coworker, mom, cousin, I, someone. There is a human in your life that you can ask to help you with these things, or I can help you in some of these ways. I can also help you if you let me help you. I can only help you if I know who you are. Uh, so you have to click the follow button. Again, I don't control the algorithm. I can't control. We can't be connected unless I know you. So 
click the follow button if you haven't already, because that way you can stay up to date on what we're doing, any sort of tips or tricks or announcements that I put out, you can always see them. But again, I can't, if you're not following me, I don't know how to do that. So also we meet weekly every single week at 1 p.m. Eastern. You should join these. You should join these. Uh, we do them every single week. So if you haven't already, sign up to join every single week. They're Wednesdays at 1 p.m. Full disclosure, yours truly is going on a little bit of a vacay. So in the next two weeks, we are actually not meeting at 1 p.m. Eastern. I know, false advertising a little bit. But guys, we've been doing this for a year. Yeah, one year, every single Wednesday, 1 p.m. Eastern, our butts are here. So, you know, your girl's got to take a little R&R, little right? A little time off. But every single Wednesday, 1 p.m., you can sign up in the link. That way we can let you know what's going. You'll get reminders, all that sort of thing. And again, I always love leaving with homework. I always love leaving like with that little thing that you can do. So if you haven't already, I know I sound like I'm blue in the face, but if you want five fast LinkedIn tips, click on the link. It will take you to a page like this. You throw in your first name, you throw in your email address. It's free. It's totally free. My favorite price tag, free 99. I know it's free 99. So it's definitely something that you should do. If you have any more questions, Jeremy, professional writing resume services, this is just my take. Don't hold me to it. Everybody has a different, I think you can do this. Honestly, Jeremy, I think you can do this. I don't think you need to pay someone. If you're like him, I'm so busy. I have five kids. I have two jobs. I just don't have the bandwidth. I get it. You can do it. I sort of look at these to, to make an analogy for you. I sort of look at these like a trainer at the gym. If you need a trainer at the gym and you want to pay for it and you have the funds and you have the money and it's sort of a luxury, by all means, pay for a trainer at the gym. But there are so many other ways, as you know, with the gym, there are so many ways to work out by yourself. Peloton, you know, different apps, different YouTube channels that you don't necessarily need to pay a trainer. You can. It's a nice luxury to have. So I would say, Jeremy, if you, if you want to do the paid services, I think about it like a trainer. It's not necessary, but it is a nice to have. So I would say that could be good. Is this recorded and can I watch it again? Yes. This Actually, there's going to be three ways that you can watch this, and the first one's kind of the best. We will repost this on my blog with notes, with notes. That's right. If you haven't been scribbling down notes, don't worry. We got you. We take the notes for you. You don't have to take the notes. That will probably be going up in the next 48 hours. We will include it in the event that this, if you RSVP to this event, you will see that it will come up as a notification so you can find it there. So I like the notes because I'm kind of like, oh, good. Somebody else wrote the notes for me. So you can see it that way. If you don't want to see it that way, this will absolutely be able to replay on LinkedIn. This will absolutely be able to replay on Facebook. And I'm putting it out to the universe like I do every week with this group in the hopes that it comes back. I am looking to put these on audio only. Yeah, as like a podcast, as like a real podcast where it doesn't have video and you can watch it while you're watching or you can listen to it while you're doing the dishes, while you're going for a run, while you're cleaning your room. It would be on Apple Podcasts and Spotify and all those things. I know that's my dream. I'm kind of giving myself 30 days and hoping if I put it out there that it will magically happen. So actually, if you have any advice about how to do that or know anybody that's done that or has seen somebody do that, message me, DM me. I don't care if it's on LinkedIn or Instagram, wherever. I would love any advice or tips or tricks that you have. Why? Because when we get together every Wednesday at one o'clock, you help me, I help you, we help each other, everyone's helping each other. It's all good. So Chris, great. Kick resume, three years, great templates, easy to use. Thank you for sharing that resource with the group. This could be a great solution. So I would say, if you haven't already, we are here every single week. Sign up for the newsletter. Sign up so we can let you know when we are doing this again. 
I hope this workshop was helpful for you. I want to be respectful of your time. We are two minutes early, but I want to get you out of here on time. And I want to make sure that you are set up for an amazing rest of the Wednesday and more importantly, an amazing rest of the week. So I am going to send a big cheers from Austin, Texas to you, wherever you are in the world. Thank you so much for joining Manish, Michael. Thank you, Giacomo, Santi. It was so great to help you guys. It was so great to be here. Thank you for spending your time with me. I appreciate it. And I truly, truly hope that I will get to see you in the next couple of weeks. So sending a big cheers from me to you. Thanks so much. Whew, that was some good stuff. Thanks for being a part of this week's Coffee with Kim. If podcasts are your thing, subscribe to the show and you'll see a new episode appear next week in your favorite listening app. If you want to be a part of the conversation, join us live on Wednesdays at 1 p.m. Eastern over on LinkedIn. You can RSVP at getcoffeewithkim.com. I want you to have your questions answered because why should I get to have all the fun? And let's be honest you know how to ask some hard-hitting questions. My guests and I cannot wait to meet you. See you soon.